Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, January 5th, 2016, the very first Tuesday edition of the Mothership Broadcast of the New Year, of course, of the WCWS Radio Network. I'm, of course, referring to WCWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you to get this uh, uh, good week started here, of course, uh, uh, of course, um, it got started off with a, with a huge way on Raw Radio yesterday. We will go into that here momentarily here in just a few minutes. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of Raw Radio, of course, I have on the line with me at this time <clears throat> the Iceman J.D. Jared Girolamo, of course, the 2015 WWS Hall of Famer, and, of course, also a part, big part of Raw Radio in the Outlook and also Wrestling Revisited. <coughs> And also join us on the line here tonight, our resident independent wrestler, of course, one-third of, one of the team that brings you uh, Indie Outlook every Sunday night from 7 to 9 right here on TalkShoe.com is, of course, I said before, our resident independent wrestler, Rhonda Rush Wright. Uh, uh, J.D. and Rush, welcome to the Tuesday edition, the very first Tuesday edition of 2016 of WCWS Revolution. It's a good way to start the new year, ready to begin. Absolutely, and of course, here tonight, here, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be uh, throwing out the uh, wrestling news of the day, as well as, of course, our wrestling history and birthdays. The human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived, but he will make be on here momentarily. Hopefully, we'll have those popping up here to you here as soon as possible. Uh, <clears throat> of course, tonight we'll be throwing out our overall thoughts and opinions on last night's Monday Night Raw show, which kind of ended with a very interesting uh, outlook, we'll just say, for the upcoming pay-per-view, and uh, we'll go into that here. Um, we'll, go that, we'll go into that here in just a few minutes as well. Uh, and, of course, 
our wrestler profile series will also have a little bit of a twist that I will explain when we get towards to that segment. And then, of course, after our uh, with Tom allotted, we'll have a handful of wild and wicked fantasy matchups. And if you care to join myself, JD, Rhonda, or any and anybody, everybody else on the panel, we just have to handle tonight. Please feel free to join us here one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound and press that one if you want to. If you have any questions for myself, I said JD or Rhonda or anybody else that we do have tonight here on the show. Any uh, questions and opinions that we might have uh, <clears throat> that uh, we have anything that we do bring up here tonight, please bring it to attention and just let us know. Uh, before we get going here with uh, tonight's program, as I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this week, of course, in the radio network has gotten off to a real huge start. And I mean in a huge, in a big way here. And we do all that, and I, I do owe that all to the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGiraldo. Of course, as you know, he, of course, oversees WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5. We had a very interesting uh, last. I think it was the last piece of the show. Uh, had an opportunity to come on there myself and uh, and chit chat with everyone there. But we had another interesting guest on here, and and JD uh, obviously said you're the one that came up with this, and we would like for you to tell this story and let and go ahead and let, and let everyone about this special moment on Raw Radio uh, yesterday. All right, thank you, Chad. Yes, uh, as you know, the last few months, how I have talked with Chad and exclusively the panel about getting a big-name legendary guest, however, I have been in negotiations with one particular wrestler that back in the 1980s wrestled back in uh, the Mid-Atlantic Wrestling era as well as the National Wrestling Alliance known as Michael Sam Houston, the half-brother of Jake the Snake Roberts and the other son of the late uh, Grizzly Smith, if you will. As a result, however, after much negotiation for the last few weeks, however, I talked to him before the towards the end of our radio yesterday, and yesterday, however, thanks to Mr. Houston, however, he had a chance to come on our show to talk to myself, Ronnie Kay, John Gross, the human suplex machine, and our fans out there in Radio Land, however, and boy, we had a great time with him for a good half hour, 40 minutes or so, everyone had a chance to ask him questions or so, however, he shared a lot of interesting, unique stories from the past, he also talked about Dusty Rhodes, which was one of the funniest stories you ever want to hear, if you get a chance to go back and listen to Raw Radio Hour from yesterday and caller ID one three eight seven four four. You can listen to that. Uh, he has promised that he will try to make it back onto our show, however, at some point in the future, as well as our any of our any of our other shows here on the network. But uh, certainly, it was a great honor having him on, Mr. Houston from Raw Radio here, and I think from all of us here at the panel as well as our other shows. Right, we thank you for coming on yesterday. It was a great honor having you on our show, our guest uh, here at the Radio Network. However. And also your fans out there, I'm sure, were very happy to hear from you, however. And I know I was extremely pleased to uh, have you come on as uh, my very first guest here on Raw Radio. We hope to have many more guests lined up for Raw Radio, including uh, Ken Resnick. We're in negotiations with him right now. We're talking also with Jim Brunzel. We're also going to try to get a few other legends booked. But right now, we can honestly say our first big legend ever in Raw Radio history, however, came yesterday in the form of Michael St. Houston. And again, Mr. Houston, we thank you from the bottom of our heart for coming on our show. You are welcome anytime to our show as well as any of our other shows here on the network. Back to you, Chad. Thank you very much, Sir J.D. And, of course, like I said, I also had the honor and privilege in asking Mr. Houston several uh, several interesting questions about the world of wrestling. Uh, of course, big-time star here. Um, had a, Even had a brief stint in the WWF. Not not a real long stint, but a brief stint. 
of course, uh, had a few questions here and there about that. And I gained some very vivid viewpoints about things. And uh, a lot of stuff, of course, you probably wouldn't even uh, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think about what happened during the days. But uh, but let me tell you something. I mean, this is a man who, who lived it, and a man who knows all about it. So, uh, uh, JD, again, once again, um, my props to you for uh, for for an excellent. Uh, for, for, for an excellent ball radio yesterday, it couldn't have ended with a better way. With a better, couldn't have ended in a, in a better way with uh, uh, a su- supreme guest in the form of a legendary professional wrestler. My kudos again to you once again, sir, Thank for you. a very, for a very, uh, for a very tremendous outlook. And hope, like I said, you know, any more that we can pop on here. Like I said, I mean, this is what I mean when I say you know that the WWS Radio Network is on the move. We may be just a bunch of a bunch of folks just getting together talking about wrestling here, but I mean it's, it's come it's, it's come to it's come to a point that it's gone way beyond that method, and of course even in so far as even bringing in you know legendary folks being able to come in and tell, tell their stories as well. So that is uh, like I said a step in the right direction here as 2016 actually gets started off with a with a huge, with a huge bang, if I do say so myself. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is the podcast of the WWS Radio Network, WWS Revolution. And of course, once again, Mr. WWS Chad Hinchall back on the line here with you. Uh, joining me on the line here at this time, the Ice Fans here to Raw, of course, from Raw Radio. As well as, of course, another big big name here in the radio network, of course, part of Revolution and Wolfpack, as well as, of course, Indie Outlook and Wrestling Revisited, and also uh, Rhonda Rush, right, our resident independent wrestler, and also part of the team from Indie Outlook. Um, and of course, while we continue to wait for, for other folks, for other folks on our panel to make their appearance. Uh, um, JD, if you have any wrestling news you'd like to care to bring to us here uh, to our attention tonight, while we wait, other folks to pop on in. Please feel free to bring it to us here while we wait. Okay. Well, as we talked about yesterday, however, uh, a lot of things have been going on the last couple of days. Of course, the big announcement came last night after Raw. Of course, the big announcement: AJ Styles, Doc Gallows. Uh, my Japanese ain't great here. Shinzi Nakamura and also one other particular wrestler, however, have left apparently New Japan Pro Wrestling. They are on their way into the WWE, according to reports. How we do not know when they will be making their debut, but we have heard early speculation it could be in a few weeks at the Royal Rumble. Also, as uh, reported uh, last night on Raw, we have two big upcoming matches this week on SmackDown. It should be a very good show, of course. We will have Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Flair, Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. That, of course, is going on right now in Laredo, Texas this evening. Also tonight, however, the debut of Mauro Ronaldo, the former voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, will be making his SmackDown announcing debut with Jerry the King Lawler and Byron Saxon. Booker T, of course, has now been bumped to the Raw pre-show where he made his Raw pre-show uh, debut, if you or should I say, return to Raw, however, last night before the show that happened in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, other than that, not much else to report, however. Uh, it's been kind of low-key today. We have not heard the ratings yet for Raw. We do know, however, that the WWE Network is talking about maybe possibly renewing Breaking Ground. We have not heard when they will be starting that new season yet and where, but uh, they did have their season finale last night, we understand, on the network. I have not had a chance to see any of these episodes yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about this show. 
And uh, as we said on Raw Radio yesterday, however, NXT has now announced a few more locations, however, for their upcoming NXT uh, tour dates, including stays in Nashville, Memphis, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Albany, New York, and Asbury Park, New Jersey in February. Uh, all of those places, of course, we listed, of course, on Raw Radio. If you get a chance to uh, check it out online, you might want to look at uh, where they're going to be at and uh, when tickets go on sale. But I do believe tickets for those particular shows will go on sale coming up this Friday morning. So those of you in those cities, however, you might want to get your tickets now because if you don't, you're going to be left out if you don't. So other than that, not much else to report. We will keep you up to date if we hear anything more throughout the evening here at the desk. Yes, uh, J.D., thank you very much there uh, for uh, bringing us uh, the rest of the news of the night. Uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived. Uh, so we don't right now we're not certain of any wrestling uh, history or birthdays uh, going on. But we will come back to that segment once <clears throat> once uh, um, uh, Mr. Gross does make his appearance. Uh, in the meantime, we'll go ahead and dive right on in to, uh, of course, our uh, our uh, of course our regular Tuesday night topic, which is of course. Uh, uh, talk about the results from uh, last night's Monday Night Raw show. Uh, like I said before, I heard different things. JD, JD mentioned not certain about what the uh, ratings were with, with the with the show. But as, as we also mentioned here before, a certain announcement was made uh, that would have great impact on our next WWE pay per view. Uh, I, will, I guess I'll go ahead and throw this out here. Of course, we've been throwing this out here. Throughout the studio here, uh, right before the show came on the air, uh, that uh, Roman Reigns is going, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, is going to be, I guess you could say the term would be forced to enter the Royal Rumble match <clears throat> uh, this year, and well, as his title will be on the line in the Royal Rumble match. And of course, the winner of the Royal Rumble uh, normally, of course, is for opportunity for someone to. Uh, shot at the title at WrestleMania, the fight for the title at WrestleMania, but this year uh, it's going to be, uh, as we've also been calling it, a la 1992, uh, as whoever wins the Royal Rumble this year, apparently for 2016, will win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it's the first time that's happened in about maybe 14 years. Uh, um, like I said, the last time this occurred, of course, was of course when uh, Ric Flair, who entered in at number three, uh, lasted a little over an hour, beating the record set by the model Rick Martel to pull off the win and officially become the WWF champion. Um, <clears throat> JD, got to get your thoughts and opinions about this announcement concerning the WWE title, World Heavyweight Title, being defended in the Royal Rumble match plus. Any other events that took place on Raw last night? Your thoughts and opinions, please, sir. It was a very interesting show, obviously. I mean, we saw what happened at the tail end of Raw. Of course, Vince McMahon trying to put the screws into Roman Reigns once again, however, and have Sheamus win. I thought that was a little shady, but we knew it was to be expected. Of course, Scott uh, Armstrong tried to come down and screw Roman Reigns, too. He got knocked out with the Superman punch at the hand of Roman Reigns. Um... Overall, it was an okay show. I mean, it wasn't that bad. There were some things I liked, and there were some things I kind of didn't like. I did like the Divas match between Becky and Charlotte. I did think that was pretty good. However, I was really happy to see Becky win because I am a Becky fan. I'm also a Charlotte fan, too. Uh, I'm a little surprised, but not really surprised that Charlotte went full-blown heel. I mean, we knew it was coming. It just didn't know when it was coming. I think they've been teasing it for a while now. I do think Becky will win the Divas title eventually, if not this week on SmackDown. I do think coming up at the Rumble, there is a very strong possibility she could be winning it there. 
Um, also, like I said, I thought the main event was pretty good. However, like I said, uh, the first match was okay involving uh, Neville and Owens. I mean, I thought that was pretty good. I think they're going to continue that feud for a while. And uh, as far as any other matches go, I mean, it was all, it was an average show. I mean, the only thing you didn't have was John Cena, and I think John Cena, they gave him the night off, maybe after probably working the weekend tour. He is, I understand, at SmackDown tonight in Laredo. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, however, and I'm sure a lot of people might like it, might not like it, was this whole new faction. You have Bo Dallas, Heath Slater, Adam Rose. They are calling themselves the Social Outcast. I don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, it could last a few weeks. It could last maybe just only one night, however. I really don't know. We're going to have to wait and see what happens this week on SmackDown, but I hope they give these guys a little bit of a chance. Again, I don't know how long it's going to last. We're just going to have to keep our eyes peeled. But right now, I think at this point, they need some fresh new ideas, and they're trying to do that right now. But at the same time, they're kind of going back to the well one too many times with some of the same old storylines, however. But uh, with this whole thing involving Roman Reigns and the winner of this gets the title out right in 92, I mean, it's kind of surprising they're going this way, but I think it kind of makes sense. But all in all, it was an okay Raw uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I have to give this about a 7. I thought it was a half-decent, half-good Raw last night. Okay. Okay, good, good points of view there, J.D. Uh, uh, Ronda, I don't know if you had an opportunity to catch last night's Raw, but uh, any thoughts and opinions about last night's show? Um, I did catch some of it. Uh, working night shift is killing my wrestling vibe here. Um, the Roman Reigns thing, like, that pissed me off so much that I actually like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, I'm one of those people, I look at, like, the, like, politics of it, and I think it's actually really good. Sure because it's, it, it goes with his whole one versus all, because literally it's going to be him versus 29 others. Right. And me being a Reigns fan, yeah, I'm going to root for him, and, I, and I'm going to be like, yeah, he's going to win. Because if you look at, like, in the future, Seth Rollins is out, Six to nine months. He probably won't be out that long, so he's probably going to come back around WrestleMania. And I think that's going to be a huge thing with him coming back. And obviously, a Roman and Seth feud is going to be, like, outstanding. Um, I, I like the idea of it. It's something we haven't seen in, what, like, 20-something years? 23 years now? 24, technically? I don't math very well. Right. Well, the last so, time someone... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll finish. Because you know, it was, what, 92, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, 14, yeah. Actually, 14. No, no, no. No, you're, you're right. No, it was 24 years. Right. And I think, like... 24 years. I don't, me, personally, I like seeing things, like, that haven't happened since, like, the Attitude Era or, like, before that happening now because it brings back that, like, nostalgic feeling. And you're just like, man, I haven't seen this since... Like, tw- over 20 years ago. That's almost... We haven't seen that since, like, almost as long as I've been alive. Like, at a couple of years. Like, I think that's awesome that they're doing it. And, I don't know, I'm happy about it. Like, I was kind of like, oh, my God, no. But that was like, oh, it pisses me off so much, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Charlotte turning heel, I mean, we all saw it coming. So, I'm just like, eh. I'm not a fan of her anyway. So I'm totally team Becky in this. I mean, I like right. Becky more anyway, but now I'm just like, woo, go Becky. Yeah. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if she, just, she worked on her squats, she'd be better. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, I'm really liking Dean Ambrose as champion, though. I'm I'm really digging that. I think it was long overdue. Um, but it's still good. I personally think he deserves the WHC, but hey, I'm not creative, so um, it's good to see him with the belt, though. Like, I think it's I think they put that on him because it gives that championship more meaning. Like, you see somebody that came from the Indies that's, like, literally, like, crawled and scratched their way up. And even in the storylines, he's always been in, like, all these matches and he's gotten, quote, unquote, screwed. And for him to actually get the championship is awesome. Um, I actually like the feud with him and Kevin Owens. I think it's pretty fun. And then him just, like, sneak attacking people is just awesome. Um, I kind of want a new day, like their little headband things with the the unicorn horn. I guess <laughs> I think those are awesome. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not really like not a huge fan of New Day, but I do like them. Um, I don't know. My biggest thing with New Day is they got rid of every three man faction, and then they bring in the New Day, which I didn't understand why because most of the time it's like they'll put a tag team and then throw somebody else in to fight them, which I never understood why, but, hey, again, I'm not creative, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've missed a a few Raws and Smackdowns, but got uh, awesome friends, some on the line with us right now, that uh, keep me posted. So um, I think think wrestling's doing pretty good right now, in all honesty. there's a rumor going around that uh, they're going to turn Roman heel. And I'm just like, you're stupid if you do that. Like, not to the point where I'm going to be like, I'm going to stop watching wrestling because that's just not going to happen. But it would be pointless to turn him heel now. Like, whether you turn him heel against Ambrose or his the Usos, whatever, it would be, like, the stupidest thing ever. Because for the last year, you've had him as this baby face going from Royal Rumble last year to the pop that he gets now when he's had the title. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would you take all of the hard work that he's done for the last year trying to win over the crowd and completely destroy that? Mm-hmm. Because let's mm-hmm. just be real here. A bunch of people are going to complain and everything if he turns on Ambrose. I mean, it'll eventually happen. I mean, I'll probably cry when it happens, but it's going to happen. But I think to do that right now would not be good for them. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you just got all these people that were like, oh, I hope he dies, oh, whatever, that are actually like, oh, he's actually pretty cool. Like, I I was that person that had debates with people on, yeah, Roman Reigns sucks so much, okay. Who's better, Daniel Bryan? All right, let's discuss this. How, are, how is he better? And it's, it's pretty awesome because this uh, one of my friends from back home, he was like the biggest Roman Reigns hater ever. Like we had so many debates on him versus Daniel Bryan. And it's like a year later, well, it was probably like nine months, he was like, you know, he's like, I'm starting to see your points on Roman Reigns. And I'm like, really? Tell me more. Like insert evil smirk and all. 
And, like, now it's like, you know, now he's a Roman Reigns supporter. And I'm just like, yes. And he's like, dude, they can't turn him heel right now. And I'm like, I know. I was like, you don't understand how many people I have turned from, like, Roman haters to, like, woo, Roman Empire strong. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. If they turn him heel now, I'm going to be like, Roman Empire over here. <laughs> no? Nobody's with me? All right. That's it. That's it right there. Um, but uh, good good point of view there, uh, Ron. Like I said, I don't know why I kept saying 14 years. It's actually 24 years since, since of course, they did the thing with the Royal Rumble match. So, um so I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really uh, kind of behind in times on that. But uh, but another historical moment uh, here uh, will happen here at the Royal Rumble. Apparently, like I said, Roman Reigns will be in the in the Rumble match, defending the title. And as to how they're going to choose who's going to face face the champion at WrestleMania this year, uh, I have I, I have I have not yet heard. Uh, Exactly how they're going to do that. I would love to hear hear the strategy behind all this, uh, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Not all what happens. Uh, uh, good points of view here all around here. Uh, Rhonda and JD, thank you very much. One seven one seven two four 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 seven four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network. WCWS Revolution. And of course, Mister Mister WCWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. Of course, I have the Iceman JD Jerry Geraldo from, of course, a main man behind Raw Radio, but also, of course, Wrestling Revisited and in the Outlook, as well as a 2015 <clears throat> uh, Hall of Famer, and also, uh, of course, a big part of Revolution and Wolfpack here as well, and also our resident independent wrestler and one third of the team that brings you in the Outlook every Sunday night from seven to nine. As of course being Miss the Rush is on herself, Rhonda Rush Wright. Uh, before we go any further here, and before we get into our special wrestling profile series here, uh, like I said still have not heard anything from the um, human suplex machine John Gross yet uh, about when he'll be able to, whenever he'll be uh, on to provide with our wrestling history and birthdays today. I wanted to run down a little something. Of course, I did a promo on this uh, the other day. And I thought I'd give everyone a heads up about the situation. I'm sure everyone does realize that I've been trying to do a a a a, uh, a trivia wrestling trivia pay per view, which everyone would have an opportunity to hold championships within WWS. Well, like I said, we had crowned a few champions along the way, but unfortunately, even because we did one right here on the show a few months back. I forget the show that was, but I know I, bet, I know we did that. Um, but unfortunately, it had gone on an extreme hiatus for quite some time, and a lot of people were asking me about, you know, when when are you going to do it again? And I said, well, as soon as I hear some, as soon as I get word from a lot of people, then I will I will bring it back. And not a lot of people who were involved in, you know, the championship. Uh, environment and all came back to me in response. So, uh, so what happened was, I made the ultimate announcement uh, several days ago. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of folks are aware that I had decided to do a one-question 
Um, well, one, one question volley, I guess you should say. But whoever answers the question first will become whatever champion I've, I've got it set up for. And it's actually met up with some pretty interesting results. Um, currently, our, uh, <clears throat> currently we have a. <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and go ahead and run down who actually we've got listed for champions here so far. Of course, our Hall of Champions. You can find that on the page for the very first group that I started in WCWS called WCWS Universe. Which is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Universe United. Um, and of course, here, here's here's the rundown so far of uh, of all the champions, including what who we just recently made champions. Uh, the WWS Cruiserweight Champion currently is Adrian Bernie Mariquin. That's best I can pronounce his name. Um, for our own King NWO Gerard T. Smith is our current European Champion. Uh, Ontario Hewitt is our current WWS United States Champion. Uh, our own member of the WWS Authority, Anne-Marie Rockenbach, actually holds uh, now several championships, including a couple just recently earned. And I'll just go ahead and give, give the complete rundown here. She is currently the WWS Divas Champion, the WWS YG Champion, that's Young Generation ch- Champion, I should go ahead and say that, the NDUS World Heavyweight Champion, and also, she, as of just just actually just the other day, she is one half of the new WWF US World Tag Team Champions alongside Gerard. Okay, and as of last night, she became the new Facebook Wrestling Community World Heavyweight Champion. So she holds several titles here in the in uh, WWF. Also, Dragon in a way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Gerard, like I said, in addition to be the held, holding the European title, he, of course, currently, as I mentioned before here many times, he is one half of the Brew Crew, the world, the, the current WCWS World Tag Team Champions, alongside JML. As of as of the other night, he became the new WCWS World Television Champion. And as, as I said before, he, alongside with Ann, are the WWF US. World Tag Team Championship, so he's getting up there. Uh, and let me see here, yeah, a couple more, a couple, several more notables here. Uh, a member of the group Future of WCWS, which is where I'm holding these questions at, which is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Future, actually became a dual champion. Uh, he, uh, this gentleman's name is Randy Halen. I'm not sure. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with with him or not, but he is now the new w- WCWS International Heavyweight Champion, and also he is the new WWF US World Heavyweight Champion, and he also earned another distinction by becoming the WWF US Champion. He is also now the general manager of the WWF US Group as well. And also a special notable, and uh, and, and JD, don't forgive me. I'm, I, I would like to talk about this in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, of course, also last night another title that we did award last night was the Facebook Wrestling Community World Tag Team Championships. <clears throat> Can you excuse me? Excuse me for one second, there, uh, folks. 
Yeah, excuse me. There's uh, my apologies for the delay, there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyways, I was saying, JD, I gotta tell this story. Okay. Um, as of la- uh, last night, of course, we had a question for the Facebook Wrestling Community World Tag Team Championships. Well, JD and Michelle answered the questions correctly, and they kept became the World Tag Team titles. Well, Rhonda, you may even find this very, very. Um, very commendable on JD's part here. I'm sure you've been hearing many, many stories from Michelle about, of course, her son Caleb. Now he's been right. wrestling here. Yes. Okay. Well, I found it to be very, very commendable on the part of our own nice man here. He surrendered his half of the tag team titles and gave it to Caleb. Aww. So now mother and son are currently the FWC World Tag Team Champions, Caleb and Michelle. So, and I thought I thought really on JD's part, uh, uh, JD does have a, a huge heart, and uh, we have to you know we have to really just give him a you know uh, got to give you your props out there. But I mean, like I said, you uh, you know you you proven yourself to you know very 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 huge dedication to this uh <clears throat> to to everything we have going on here that I have even as small as and big as it is, um, of course I am, am very, very uh uh indebted uh, of course to you for everything that you've done here with the radio network but of course going one step above and beyond and giving up one of the belts and giving it to this young man. Um of course uh was not long after I had actually awarded him with the junior heavyweight championship. And Rhonda, I don't know if you've seen the belt or not. It's on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. Uh, it's a custom belt somebody did with Brock Lesnar on the front of it. Nice. Uh, so, so yeah. So when you get a chance to look, look on that page, look at the picture of the belt. Um, um, but uh, another couple other notables I will mention. Uh, Ontario Hewitt also is the NWA U.S. World Heavyweight Champion. He is the current GM of that group. And our own big IQ, Jeff Teeters. Uh, I'm sure you remember this was the match that we had on Revolution. I forget when it was exactly, but a few months back we had this. JML had actually won this championship, but immediately surrendered it to Jeff and gave it to Jeff because Jeff actually kind of hung in there um, I think it was Jeff, it was JML, it was Gerardo, it was Michelle. It was a fatal four-way match. It was for the LWO, the Latino World Order, the LWOUF World Heavyweight title. And JML actually won the championship, but he actually surrendered it and gave it, and gave it to Jeff. Which I thought that was very commendable on JML's part as well. So, uh, so there's your champions right now. So, so far, into this, and Rhonda, like I said, you can always jump in at any time. Whenever we do this, we have plenty of titles to go to go around, and tag team belts, world belts. I mean, just different belts. Uh, I could do one here at any at any time. So I would definitely be watching out for it, and you know, try to you know jump in there. And I'm sure, like I said, you. Uh, you um, you know, your name could get on the Hall of Champions list here. So, um, and seeing all seeing all these that's happened so far, I mean, it's very fascinating. But like I said, JD, um, ah, and within the last two minutes here, ladies and gentlemen, 
we've had two more people to show up here, and uh, while I've been talking about the the trivia thing, trivia title pay per view situation, I will for for I will first report that from Raw Radio, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross has arrived, and he says he had, does not have much wrestling history birthday to, birthday to report, but. Uh, John, go ahead and bring us what you have there, partner, and we'll go ahead and uh, um, and uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it. And also during the process, I did not realize this while I was talking about it. The infamous MLD spider had started crawling up my leg here at the studio. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, yes, and uh, is is her owner uh, popping on the line here? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. And this is the one and the only, the Black Widows, and the lovely, lovely, of course, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Of course, one half of the team that brings you Attitude Radio every Saturday night at 9, right here on TalkShow.com. Uh, Michelle and John, of course, welcome once again to the Tuesday, first Tuesday edition of Revolution of 2016. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you do sound kind of... Uh, Kind of tired there, uh, my dear. Uh, okay. Like, I, and uh, I can, and it's understandable. Um, but I was just telling everyone the the big story here about what JD did uh, <laughs> last night about the uh, concerning the uh, surrendering his SWC World Tag Belt to your son Caleb, which I thought that was really a commendable thing on his part. Uh, yes, uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and uh, <clears throat> but uh, so how's it feel sharing sharing the tag belts alongside your son? <laughs> well, I I haven't had a chance to tell him because uh, ever since uh, <clears throat> Saturday, the schedule's been pretty busy. Um, sure. I mean, as you all know, Saturday he finished second place. Sunday he finished first. Um, the kid that he had problems with, he did defeat in 4.3 seconds um, Saturday. <laughs> wow. Um, oh. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he did his, uh, his, as I call it, Brock shuffle around him when he was done because he was like, fuck you, I got you, I'm done, you know, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. It was priceless. Um, he went up against a 200 225-pound kid. Oh! Um, yeah, he was right nice-sized kid. Um, looked like he was about ready to crap his pants or might have already when he got up. I'm not really sure. One or the other. And uh, Caleb just stood there, you know, ready to go, and um, he took him down in a, in a minute flat. Oh wow! My, yeah. my goodness. Uh, my goodness. So it was overall a really good weekend. Very busy. Um, these last, you know, these first couple of days. Well, yesterday was his birthday, and then today he had to go back to school, which was an oh so fun rare occasion of getting him up in the morning to go back to school. Um, yeah, uh, and then you know, of course, he had practice. <laughs> last night and tonight and uh my brother in law got rushed to the ER yesterday. Um he had just real quick, I mean he had a tooth extracted. We're not really sure what happened. Uh was in the truck with my sister and 
all of a sudden he just basically passed out on her and threw his head back and started convulsing. And we come to find out he <clears throat> is highly allergic to Novocaine. So, um, mm. yeah. So overall, it was a fun, exciting back and forth. <coughs> excuse me, day yesterday and. Uh, overall, I mean, Caleb had a good birthday, but uh, he does have some big state tournaments that are coming up. Um, and then he comes home to me today, and he's like, Mom, I want to play for the soccer travel team. And I'm going, oh, shit. Oh, really? God. Uh, so, yeah. So I think he's just basically trying to find another sport to fill that void to wrestling starts again when it when it ends in March or April, whichever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's just trying to fill that void. And I'm like, oh, yay, more money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which my is goodness. fun. <laughs> Which is fun, you know, because as long as he's doing things that he enjoys and he's keeping his grades up and all that, that's all I really care about. So, but, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy weekend. <laughs> I'm oh, tired. Right. I think I've slept maybe four hours, and I'm just I'm whooped. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sure, but that's um, you know glad to hear like of his successes, and and of course, like I said, you know not not only like I said in that respect, but of course here, in like I said in WWS as well. Of course, uh, by giving by giving him being the first to be the the one of the newest belts that I've created in WWS, of course, is the junior heavyweight title. But, of course, his is a special edition, of course, which has got Brock Lesnar on the front of it. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm sure he'll he'll definitely be cherishing that, and uh, I'm sure he'll dare anyone to try to take it away from him. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, of course, now alongside his mom is holding the uh, Facebook Wrestling Community World Tag Team titles. Um, and also... And uh, you know, anytime he wants to go after any of that, any of the belts as well. I mean, like I said, feel free. And like I said, there's plenty of. As I was telling Rhonda here, Michelle, there are plenty of championships still left to, to, to go for. So we're not, we're not, we barely have scratched the surface in this yet. Um, I'm just, I'm just doing this that way we can get to the meat of it and crown a new WCWS <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion. That's that's what I'm trying to get to. So uh, right. I'm still going to do a big fatal four-way for that. So uh, so everyone here, like I said, and um, and all around is definitely going to uh, <clears throat> it's going to be uh, pretty interesting to say the least. Uh, also here, uh, John's got two pieces of wrestling history plus an update about the SmackDown tapings. I'll go ahead and throw that throw, throw this these three things right out here at you. Um, and John, thank you very much for providing this. On this date, 20 years ago, for, for January the 5th, uh, 1996, ECW presented House Party 1996. Uh, mm. JD, is that correct? That is right, yes. House Party 96. I remember that, yes. There's JD. I yes. was like, why don't you so quiet? I'm just letting you uh, tell your thing, Michelle. I mean, just being <laughs> low-key tonight. Yeah. So oh, well, I, I have another funny thing that Everybody, especially Ron, will probably get a kick out of if we have time. Oh, oh, okay. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, John also mentions that on the day 2011, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff revealed that he was diagnosed with cancer. I do remember that. Months, 
but seven months later, he revealed he was cancer free. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still one that's still with us here on the on, on this on this uh, on on God's green earth here. And as for the update on for the SmackDown tapings, uh, John has here. Kalisto just scored another upset by defeating Del Rio in a non-title match. Hmm. Holy cow. Wait, today's Wednesday. Tuesday. 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 Oh, shit, Tuesday. Because SmackDown's going to be live Thursday night, however, on USA, they're taping it tonight in Laredo. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so, so ass-backwards. So that's pretty impressive. Kalisto uh, possibly getting out of the tag team scene, maybe? Trying the singles, trying out luck at the singles here. Uh, got a good, impressive win over Del Rio. That's not too shabby. Nope. Uh, 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 JD, you're on roll. Let me give you, let me, I'm going to ask for your thoughts by posing this question. Could, could this possibly lead to a future future title match for Kalisto against Del Rio? It's a very good possibility. It would be nice to see because Sin Cara, of course, is still not 100% cleared yet to fight in the ring, however, and I think it would be pretty good to see. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't go after, like, uh, the League of Nations yet or something like that. And if not, however, I do think, however, it would be nice to see, uh, like uh, Cena said last week, of course, have Del Rio have the cojones, if you will, however, to put that U.S. belt on the line. He hasn't done anything since he's won that U.S. title. All right. Um, I'm sure everyone would agree that would definitely be, that would definitely be a, an excellent U.S. title match that I definitely would like to see. I mean, make I make Del Rio defend that thing sometime. Um, you know, if he has it, I mean, you got to defend it or else they're going to swipe it away from you. Yep. Uh, everyone here, thank you very much here for everyone's points of view on things. Uh, uh, Michelle, you had one thing you wanted to add before we get into our wrestler profile series tonight. Well, <clears throat> uh, you know, last time the fight broke out between me and that mother. Yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah. 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 This time, so on Sunday, her kid stepped out of bounds, and, you know, you step out of bounds, and it's over. You restart. Well, apparently she didn't understand that too much, and she was saying that my son's foot was over the line and my kid's feet were in the circle on top of him, on and on and on. So she decided to come get into my face and, you know, once again, not a little woman. Uh, My ass was on the floor, you know, uh, watching my child. And she comes over there, and she's pointing her very long ghetto fingernails in my face and telling me to get my ass off the floor and blah, blah, blah. I got up off the floor, and when she realized how tall, much, much, much taller I was than her, it didn't seem to affect her very much. And she proceeded to try to fight me in the middle of this. And I said, you know what? I'm here for my child, not you. I'm not fighting you in the middle of this to get kicked out over stupid shit just because your butt hurt over the fact right now that your kid's feet were out of bounds. Just just shut it and get out of my face. (laughs) I mean, she acted really totally ridiculously over the top. Uh, Some of these parents, like, fuck, I, I don't know where they come from, like, Cracker Jack boxes, something, I don't know where the hell they come from, but they are some 
doozies, wherever they are. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm <laughs> but like did, I y'all said, do, did y'all do Raw, too, already, Chad? We did. We talked about uh, we talked about it in brief detail. Of course, the big fact, um, the big story coming out of it is the fact that uh, Roman Reigns is going to have to defend the WWE World Heavyweight Championship in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, the first yeah. time that this has happened in 24 years. Yeah, we know where that's going. So, uh, so they're trying. They're trying every possible, I guess, to get that belt off of Roman, and they're going. They're going to go that extreme. So. Um, something that hadn't been done for quite some time. Oh, boy. Uh, other so, than that, that's... Oh, I'm sorry, please. Could, could I do my bitch rant and make it quick? Please. Go ahead. <clears throat> um, we all know where it's going. It's leading up to the return of Triple H, the game, Hunter Assembly, whatever you want to call him. Uh... He's going to go into the Royal Rumble. He's going to take that title from Roman Reigns. It's going to happen because the McMahons run WWE. And it's about time that they bring Triple H out of the authority to put an exciting match against Roman Reigns because I'm sure everybody's tired of seeing him go against the same people every day, every week, all of that. Uh... The fact that Heath Slater beat Dolph Ziggler, well, what the hell was that shit? That was ridiculous. And now mm. there's the Outcast League. I'm like, what What the hell next? Uh, Charlotte Flair needs her ass whooped from here to Timbuktu. Uh, I hope that at the title match Thursday night that Becky Lynch wins the shit from her because she's become a very over-the-top cocky bitch. <clears throat> um, Dean Ambrose is funny as hell as always uh, the segment between him and Kevin Owens is beautiful, it's a great feud uh, I love that feud it's like the best feud going on right now uh, Roman Reigns and Sheamus, it, it's a feud yeah, but it, it, it bores me because Sheamus is boring uh, Roman Reigns I'm sorry Rhonda, I love you please forgive me he his mic skills suck. They really do. Like they hand him a microphone and I go, Oh God. Um I I I don't have anything against Roman Reigns. I'm just not a fan of Roman Reigns because of the push that they are doing on him lately. Uh the New Day segment was brilliant because Y2J interfered on that shit, and I about came off the couch, like, literally hurt myself. (laughs) Fucking fangirl moment, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought that was great. Of course, you know, Y2J, he's like a reoccurring, what do you call it, reoccurring superstar every eight years or some shit. And, you know, he, oh, yeah, I'm being the Royal Rumble, and then you won't see me for another eight years. So we, we all know that's how he is. But he is a tremendous entertainer. Uh, I, I like Y2J. I think he's funny. Uh, to some degree, not all the way, he reminds me a lot of CM Punk, the, the sarcastic asshole way, uh, which is missing 
in the WWE today uh, if they would be smart and let Punk come back and not have to resort to UFC fighting. Uh, the WWE would stand a hell of a lot better chance of having more better storylines if <clears throat> people like CM Punk were back and, you know, many other, AJ Lee, you know, many others. Uh, WWE right now really does suck. The Royal Rumble, I don't know that I will watch this pay-per-view because we all know what's going to happen. Mm. Uh I I do want to say <clears throat> one thing on Roman Reigns' part that I think is shitty that they did was uh, Stephanie and, and Vince McMahon seemingly keep rubbing the fact of Roman Reigns' father's money in his face um, and the way that they talk about him in- indirectly or non-directly to him uh, I think is a little bit uncalled for because that's like Roman Reigns standing there saying, your son Shane McMahon, excuse me, he doesn't make all the money you do because he's a joke. It's basically what they said about Roman Reigns' father in a roundabout Mm -hmm. way, and I think it's pretty shitty, and I thought it was pretty uncalled for. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think there was anything else that really... I don't even remember the main event. Oh, wait, yes, I do. It was Roman and Sheamus. Um, which was a good match, and it was actually kind of funny <clears throat> the way that Vince McMahon was acting because, you know, that's just Vince McMahon. That's how he is. He, he's a dumbass in his own. Um, it was actually pretty funny. <clears throat> it was a good match. Um, I don't know. I just like to see WWE step it up. Uh, you know, I keep reading all this stuff of upcoming things and everything that's supposed to happen. I, I believe when I see it, you know, supposedly they say they signed AJ Styles, they signed this one, they signed that one. They yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Michelle. What is your take on the Bullet Club coming in, like AJ and Doc Gallows and all those guys from Japan? Well, I mean, the Bullet Club turned their back on AJ, so he would be a singles competitor, <clears throat> but he would be a good competitor to go up against such as Rollins, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Ambrose. Uh, yeah, Ambrose, yeah. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't really see too much of a great feud between him and Ambrose because the one of Ambrose and Owens right now is beautiful. It's a, it's a great feud. Uh, Ambrose, I swear I don't know where he pulls half the shit out of his hindquarters that he does and says and all of this. He's just a phenomenal... Uh, character, uh, if somebody called somebody called him a something actor, uh, yeah, call him what you want, but I mean, he's the one that's got it going right now. That has the mic skills, has the the charisma, has the ass to back it up, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but once again, I have to say this: Heath Heath Slater and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, what 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 was that shit? I mean, he he Slater's a jobber. All of those little dumb shits in that group, they're jobbers. They're nothing. And you want to put them in a league, and now all of a sudden that's how you're going to spice things up? Oh, my. Give me a break. That's that's all I can say on that. Overall, still, shitty show. Still a lot of stuff needs to improve. 
I hope Rhonda doesn't hate me for what I said about the brain. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I just, you know, like I said, I'm not a fan. I love Ambrose. I love Rollins. Uh, it's just I think they, I think it would have been better for me on Roman Reigns' level if they would have just kept the shield together and not split them up <clears throat> the way that they did. I think that's what Rowan does for a lot of people with Roman, and then it's like, oh, let's, you know, let's shove him down everybody's throat. And when, obviously, I think he knew on a level that he wasn't ready to go that route. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kind of slowly build it up to that. And he wanted to get to where he, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have such a on my brain. Uh, he wanted to build it up to a point of he's showing everybody his talents and stuff his way, not, you know, and not the way that, you know, uh, what's his name? Vince McMahon is, I own you, I own the ring, I own this, I own that. Yeah, okay, maybe you do, but. Technically, you don't own Roman Reigns because he could have quit on your ass at any time, and then you wouldn't have him as a superstar. But if he quit, he has to pay out his contract. You say what? I'm sorry. If he quits, like, all right, say his contract is for five years. If he quits after like two and a half years, does he have to pay out the rest of his contract? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I wasn't, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know either, but, I mean, do you kind of agree with what I said a little bit? I mean, I hope you're not mad at me because of what I said about Roman, because I know you love Roman and all of them, but I uh, think no, it would have no, been I better actually, that WWE kept the shield together. I actually agree. I think uh, it was better for him to get the title when he did versus <clears throat> getting it sooner because this way it's like I've been a Shield fan and even when they broke up I've supported all three so no matter which way they went it was one of those alright I'm supporting it blah 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 whatever but this way with everyone being so hateful saying he sucks he has no talent a lot of this way it actually gave him the chance to prove himself. And, you know, it sucks because you have, like, wrestlers with, like, the independent scene as their background, and they don't have to prove themselves as much as somebody like Roman Reigns who just went to FCW and NXT to the main roster. You well, know? also, Roman Reigns hasn't been one particularly, per se, uh, the microphone carrier in the group either. Right, you know? right. But here's my thing. Let's look at Randy Orton. <laughs> You know, he he didn't have an independent scene. No. He went AWOL from the Marines and then yeah. did wrestling. You know, he went to, was it, Ohio okay. Valley yeah. Wrestling. Right. You know, he was with John Cena, Brock Lesnar, whatever. And then went to the WWE. When he first came out, he was this cocky little asshole. And yeah. he sucked on the mic. Let's be real. He sucked on the mic. I remember watching him, and I'm going, you know, he's got the look. He's got the body. He's, he can wrestle. But at the same time, keep the mic out of his hand. Well, yeah, I mean, some you of know, them are just then, meant to wrestle and not talk. Right, and then look at him now, though. <laughs> right. Fifteen years later, 
You're just like, give this man a mic. I want to hear the craziness coming out your mouth. <laughs> not not right. everyone can be a Dean Ambrose on the mic. Right, exactly. You know, or no CM Punk. not everyone, exactly, like, not everyone's going to be a CM Punk, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, you know. But yeah. the thing that most people don't realize is the people that we just named that are amazing on the mic have started out from the independent scene. They have had that practice. They've had the small crowd. You start off with small crowds, you build your confidence up. True. And some people just don't have a filter. Right. True. Right. Right. And I think that's what, like, a lot of people don't understand. Mm-hmm. 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 Just to make you laugh, yeah, let me just ask you something to laugh at, Michelle. What kind of havoc and uh, chaos are you going to see your boy, the Beast Incarnate, how our cause in the French Quarter Monday night? <laughs> well, uh, one thing I'm going to say, everybody better stay the fuck out of his way. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be running out of Burger to the Mississippi. And he's gonna pull a Randy Orton, and he ain't, he ain't gonna RKO everybody. He's gonna F five everybody in his place. Yeah, he just might. <laughs> I mean, the last time he did it, we saw what happened in August. But I mean, he hasn't been on TV in almost almost six eight weeks. I mean, he's got the house show coming up Friday night in Houston, and you know how he's gonna be hungry not just for Jambalaya and Po' Boys and uh, whatever they have bayonets down there in New Orleans. He's just ready to chomp on somebody. And I think. Oh, that mean, sounds good though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, uh, uh, I have a feeling, I mean, I, I forget who said it yesterday. I think it was maybe, yeah, it was Ronnie K said it, however, I think it was. I think I wouldn't be surprised if him and Kevin Owens have a face-to-face stare-down maybe this Monday. I think, like, why, I don't understand why the Brady Barclays are back on a house show. You don't understand what? I'm sorry. Why they're bringing him back on a house show? Like, they did the same thing to Randy Orton, too. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Like when he when he did the whole curb stomp on the the steps and everything, and then he went and filmed. Uh, <coughs> sorry, uh, the condemned too. They brought him back on a house show, and yeah. I'm just like, like I could understand if that was like you know a mid card, like oh god, I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, like Zack Ryder or something. Like okay, understandable. <laughs> you know, woo woo woo. Okay, you know it. I love Zack Ryder. I was pissed when they were like, nope, back down to NXT. What? What? Yeah. No. Yeah, him and Mojo down there is the Hype Brothers. I'll tell you one thing. Right, I think, but I like that, though. Like, yeah. Jersey, all day, baby. Let's go. I think someone's going to be paying for uh, Brock's sins, however, and I have a feeling I know who it might be. It could be one of the new – I mean, Kofi already suffered the wrath of uh, Brock in Japan. I'm just, you know, he, he needs payback on Alberto Del Rio. He did that. Last, I watched that video in, in Los Angeles. I mean, after I saw it, I couldn't believe it. I think uh, it could be Del Rio this week. I don't know. I mean, who? Do, I haven't heard yet who they're going to have him in the ring with on Friday in Houston. Uh, but whoever I think is, it's going to be Rain, honestly. <laughs> no, I think it's, I, you know who I think it might be. It might be Tyler Breeze. 
Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> that show could end up being because he, he is he wasn't on Raw last night. I mean, could you see that Brock and Tyler Breeze on Friday on Houston? Oh my God! Here, here's my selfie from a hospital sucking soup with a straw with my girlfriend. Or actually, no, not my girlfriend. Sorry, I broke off with her last week. No one's with me anymore. I just have me and my selfie stick now, but I can't use my selfie stick for all because I'm incapacitated. Wait, 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 I got a question. I got a question. Well, it's like a little uh, a little miniature rant here. Okay, so. <laughs> Good. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. Okay, so we've all seen the meme of Roman Reigns in the hospital bed, right? That said, um, something Suplex City 1, or Population Suplex City 1. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to know. Like, I'm going to make one. I'm going to download the little meme creator, and I'm going to make one because I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins went to Suplex City too. Yes. So mm-hmm. I want to know why hasn't anyone created one with Seth Rollins on it? That's I, a good question. I don't know. Because there's there's a picture of Seth Rollins in a hospital bed too. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. Chad and I were talking about that right before you guys both came on, however, and actually when you came on, Rhonda, and uh, Michelle, before you came on, there's a picture of him, Jack Swagger, Sasha. Uh, I don't know who else is in the picture, however. I think Xavier's in the yeah, picture. They were playing like a man football game or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. God, no. Yeah. I, uh, I've seen that on, was it Instagram? Mm-hmm. I am such a nerd. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We all That's are right. in our own way. We have our own uh, nerdish moments, if you will. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Mine's like 24-7. Like, my coworker, he likes to point it out. Like, every time he sees me, he's like, did you get a social life yet? And I'm like, I have a social life. I was like, do you know how many wrestling fans I have on my face? Well, like well, like Chad said though, uh, Rush and uh, Michelle, if you go back to listen to Mario, you're just gonna have to listen. To, uh, we didn't have much nerd time yesterday. We had fun time yesterday with our very special guest yesterday. Well, that's good. I mean, it really was cool, Michelle. I mean, um. Channel vouch for him. I mean, we had, uh, like I said, Michael Sam Houston on. I mean, he told a story of Dusty Rhodes that just, I swear to God, if you heard the story alone, you guys would have been cracking up as much as we were. We couldn't keep a straight face, I don't think all of us could, for like about five minutes. It was just so, so darn funny. It really was. I think we're playing him to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I, I I've heard everything you said. I just, uh, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, great, uh, great points of view all around here. Uh, and uh, uh, so I will do a brief wrestler profile series here tonight. Um, and okay. This well, still I, gonna be... I hate to I hate to cut you short one more time, but I'm gonna go. I have got okay. to get some sleep. If I don't, I'm gonna be the Walking Dead and like. Driving killed to school on uh, I don't know fumes <laughs> on fumes yeah well yeah. you go and get some rest here, my dear and thank you thank you for popping on here and uh, we will talk at you here uh, hopefully tomorrow night oh you're welcome yep I'll be back love you guys see you Michelle tomorrow take care rest well take care and that was our own like said the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds of course you can catch her along with King N W O Gerard T Smith every Saturday night at nine. 
for WWS Attitude Radio. Um, my apologies for dozing off there, guys. I, I, uh, I was get this set up right here, and I was all set to go, and that's okay. That's quite all right. Uh, anyway, our special wrestler profile series tonight is not on a wrestler. It is on a wrestling promotion. So I think everyone might get a kick out of this. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, Rhonda, uh, J.D., John, um, and uh, uh, if you were to take a guess as to, who, as to which promotion I, I'm going to talk about here tonight, uh, please, we'll go around the table here. John, your thoughts and opinions about who you think, which wrestling promotion I'm talking about here tonight. Uh, Rhonda, which one, do you think I'm, do you, which one do you think I'm talking about this evening? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go with an indie one here. Uh, Tenfall Wrestling Academy. Okay, thank you. John is saying, saying ECW. Uh, J.D., who do you think I'm doing one on tonight? The American yeah. Wrestling Association, the AWA. The AWA. Well, I will say, unfortunately, nobody got it right. But, in a way, J.D. actually came a little bit closest I'm actually doing it tonight on WCCW, <clears throat> World Class Championship Wrestling. Uh, there's a whole lot to talk about here, and I will definitely be putting this page on the Wikifiles uh, group page, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash WWS Wiki uh, series. There you go. Um, just a brief thing here. It was a regional uh, professional wrestling promotion headquartered in Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas. Originally owned by promoter Ed McLemore, uh, Ed McLemore. In 1966, he was, it was run by Southwest Sports Inc., whose president, of course, Jack Atkinson, who was better, better known as uh, by his wrestler name, Rick Von Eric. Uh, of course, began in the territory of the NWA and went independent in 1986 in a bid to become a major national promotion, but was unsuccessful in its attempts and eventually went out of business in 1990. Believe it or not, y'all might find this pretty interesting. Right to the pre-1988 WCCW tape library currently belongs to WCCW. The post-1988 rights are owned by international world-class championship wrestling. Uh, it was a member of the NWA, originally, was originally known as Big Time Wrestling until 1982 when Fritz Von Erich decided the name of his federation needed to be changed. Um, Mickey Grant, who headed the production of his telecast, suggested the name World Class, and from there, the rest was history. WCC, WCCW operated its enterprise in Dallas, Texas, and held wrestling events at the Reunion Arena and, and mostly at the famed Sportatorium, located just south of downtown Dallas, which was also a well-known boxing and wrestling arena, as well as the one-time home to the famous Big D Jamboree. Uh, some other little interesting facts here. Uh, believe it or not here, there's a story behind the world-class championship wrestling logo. Al, J.D., I don't know if you're familiar with the logo for this or not. Um, it de- actually depicts two wrestlers, one putting a maneuver on the other. Who do you think that is? J.D.? 
J.D., are you old, sir? Yeah, he stepped away. Ron, I don't know if you ever had an opportunity to look at the WCCW logo or not. Um, um, I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, now, you're, I'm sure you've noticed it has two wrestlers, one putting a wrestling maneuver on the other. Um, yeah. Um, believe it or not, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, I guess J.D. had stepped away. I'll go ahead and say who that is. Believe it or not, it is Kevin Von Erich, one of the Von Erich brothers, putting a claw, putting the infamous Von Erich claw on, um, and I'm going to butcher this man. There's a Japanese wrestler. I'm just going to say Tenryu. Tenryu. Crap, I can't even say it. Tenryu. I said it again. Okay. It's a Japanese wrestler. He's putting a claw hold on a famous Japanese uh Famous Japanese re- uh, wrestler in that, and uh, that officially became the the logo for the for WCCW. Like I said, it was founded in 1966. It went defunct in 1990, and it was, uh, of course, based in Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, it was founded by Ed McLemore, uh, of course, owned by Fritz von Erich between 1966 and 1988, as well as. Uh, uh, and then also from 88 to 90, it was owned by Jeff Jarrett's father, Jerry, and also Carrie and Kevin Von Erich. Uh, it was, uh, its parent owner was Southwest Sports in 1966 and 1988, and then Jarrett Promotions in 88 to 90. It was formerly NWA Big Time, it was formerly known as NWA Big Time Wrestling, and also World Class Wrestling Association. But it did merge at one time, with, actually, with the AWA and the and the Continental Wrestling Federation. Uh, of course, like I said, a lot of their stores was, of course, like I said, was well known as, as uh, mostly you know the Von Erich brothers, uh, Carrie and Kevin and David and Chris and Mike Von Erich. Uh, uh, there's some great feuds going on, especially between the Freebirds and the Von Erichs. Uh, several matches here. Uh, one other thing I will talk about is the death of one of the Von Erich brothers, which they say kind of started the downfall of the Von Erich family, and that was David Von Erich. February 10, 1984, at the height of the Von Erich Freebird uh, Wars, David Von Erich dies of an intestinal rupture caused by a stomach ailment just after arriving in, in Japan for a series of appearances. Although Ric Flair asserted in his autobiography that most people in wrestling believe David died of a drug overdose with Bruiser Brody flushing pills down a hotel toilet before the police arrived, David's autopsy report indicated no drugs were in his system and that his death was definitely caused by acute enteritis. His death was was front-page news in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex triggering an area-wide outpouring of shock and grief among fans and was the beginning of the Von Erich's decline and fall and WCCW's as well, although attendance levels would remain high for a time. His death prompted a few changes in upcoming events. Uh, The February 10th non-televised card at the Dallas Sportatorium was to have Kamala, the Missy Link, and Jimmy Garvin to face Chris Adams and and Kevin and Kerry Von Erich in the main event. Instead, Brian Adidas and King Parsons took Kevin and Kerry's places, and the trio of Adams, Parsons, and Adidas defeated Kamala, Link, and Garvin in an emotional match for all involved. The 
February 13th cards uh, uh, featured uh, announcers Mark Lawrence and David Manning in the ring alongside Sunshine, Adams, Parsons, Adidas, Junkyard Dog, Chief Jewel, Strongbow, Jimmy Phillips, Bronco Lubick, and Johnny Mantell as a 10 bell salute to honor David Von Erich was carried out. David's funeral took place two days later, and an estimated 5,000 people paid tribute to the fallen star, one of the largest funeral gatherings to take place in the Metroplex at the time. A February 18, 1984 telecast of WCCW was dedicated exclusively to the life of David Von Erich. His wrestlers Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin, Harley Race, Chris Adams, and Ric Flair paying tribute to the fallen hero. Bill Mercer and Mickey Grant also provided footage of David's earlier times as a high school basketball standout. I had an interview with Fritz, Kevin, and Kerry during the broadcast. The Von Erics, who took David's death extremely hard, did not compete again until February 27th when they teamed with Adams to defeat Butch Reed, Jimmy Garvin, Michael Hayes, and Terry Gordy. David had been seen by many in the NWA as potential world championship material. According to Rick Flair, David had indeed been chosen by the NWA to become the World Heavyweight Champion, and Flair also stated in his autobiography to be the man that had David lived, he would have had the potential to be a long-term NWA champion. On May 6, 1984, as a tribute to his late brother, Kerry Von Erich, finally defeated Rick Flair after a hard-fought 14-minute battle to win the title at the first annual David Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions Supercard held at Texas Stadium in Irving. However, because Kerry already had a reputation within the industry for being unreliable due to substance abuse, the NWA only allowed him a brief title reign. He lost the belt back to Flair in Yokosuka, Japan on May 24th, which was May 23rd in the U.S., in another hard-fought match. The match, which did not air on television initially, allowed World Class to use an angle which Flair cheated in the match and claimed the referee was a sumo official who did not understand the rules of pro wrestling. The match, which Flair won with a clean pinfall over Kerry, if that was officiated by veteran All-Japan pro wrestling referee Joe Higuchi, who found David Von Erich's body in the previous February, and was, and was the, also the one who alerted David Manning of his death. Afterwards, the Freebirds left world class in December of 84, and except for a few appearances, did not return full-time until December 85. Jimmy Garvin and Precious also departed WCCW during this time to join the AWA. So that was one interesting moment right there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, another a notable angle here, an, un, an unknown Shawn Michaels wrestled a few matches in WCCW, including one against Billy Jack Haynes. Uh, <clears throat> Iceman King Parsons was also involved in several matches against uh, Gentleman Chris Adams, as well as members of Gary Hart's and Skandor Akbar Stables. During this time, Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall appeared in opening matches while backstage the two built their wrestling skills courtesy of Chris Adams, who began working behind the scenes as a trainer at that time. Uh, the one-man gang, Mark Lewin, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Rip Oliver, John Tatum, Steve Casey, Tommy Montana, and DJ Peterson also competed in world class during 1985. <clears throat> okay, here's another one right here. During the time when they were referred to as WCWA between 86 and 88, 
And I'll just read, read just a couple of brief things from this. On February 4th, 1986, local authorities and friends of Gino Hernandez, now one of the company's major stars, discovered him dead in his apartment. In addition, the NWA president at the time, Jim Crockett Jr., had also decided that he would no longer book the NWA world champion at the time, Ric Flair, to wrestle in the state of Texas. World class, still reeling over the death of Gino Hernandez, withdrew its membership from the NWA on February 18, 1986, became known as the World Class Wrestling Association, and they retained the World Class Championship Wrestling name for its broadcast. The NWA American Heavyweight Championship, which had been the promotion's top championship for nearly 20 years, was immediately renamed and declared and declared to be their first world title, and Rick Rude, the holder of the American Heavyweight title, was recognized as the promotion's first world champion. While there is no official means of granting a championship world title status in pro wrestling, Pro Wrestling Illustrated did, did not recognize the championship status as a world title as it had with the AWA, NWA, and WWF titles. It was rumored that the NWA didn't want to give Kerry the title back, and the NWA didn't recognize the faster pace of the sport. The new corporation also gained a deal with ESPN to air a weekly show on the network as well. As a result of the NWA withdrawal, the WCWA also introduced a title change rule in which a champion could lose the belt on a disqualification or a countout, much to the dismay of heel wrestlers who opt to DQ themselves to keep the championship, most notably Ric Flair. That rule had previously been in place during the 1984 NWA World Heavyweight Championship match between Flair and Kerry Von Erich and had been used sporadically before world-class seceded from the NWA. <clears throat> Let's see what else we got here. Uh, the last few years here, between 1989 and 1990, after, um, after of course, their, their pay-per-view here, uh, AWA's, uh, let's see, um, uh, several unsuccessful attempts have been made in, in, in we'll go to 87, 88 first uh, to take world-class national. Among them was a sparsely attended Von Erichs over America tour and a merger between world-class, the AWA, and CWA the following year. A major pay-per-view event card, AWA Superclass 3, was held in Chicago in December 1988 between the world title unification match in which Jerry Lawler defeated Kerry Von Erich. However, Super Clash 3 was not a hit, and Pro Wrestling USA was dissolved. Uh, now, between 89 and 90, the last few years, after Super Clash 3, Ken Mantell and Fritz Von Erich sold WCCW to CWA owner Jerry Jarrett. According to Skandor, Atmar Jarrett got sued by Kevin, although his brother Kerry welcomed Jarrett to the promotion. The combined federation became known as the USWA, Jarrett would run the new USWA out of two headquarters, one in Dallas. The weekly shows in Fort Worth being discontinued at this point. However, several Fort Worth cards were still held. The other would be in Memphis. The deal made Jarrett 60% owner of World Class with Kerry and Kevin and Kerry Von Erich being 40% owners. In addition, the Sportatorium began to run free wrestling teams for its championship sports broadcast on KTVT and on several for several months on its Wild West wrestling program. 
and with, which is some markets or company is WCC, which company is WCCW broadcast, featuring its top stars, wrestling preliminary wrestlers, and up and coming stars, very similar to the Memphis wrestling program seen there. These broadcasts lasted until August 1990. A few markets, including Las Vegas, include a three hour block of wrestling from the USWA promotion, two hours from Dallas, and one hour from the Memphis CWA promotion. John Keaton left the promotion soon afterwards and was replaced by former Wild West wrestling referee Harold Harris. <clears throat> Yeah, so, yeah. Um, let me see here. Uh, and this pretty much after every, every uh, uh, like everything started falling apart here for uh, WCCW, several attempts to revive WCCW since then have been modest at best. 1991, Kevin Von Erich began a working agreement with Boston-based International Championship Wrestling, which renamed itself International World Class Championship Wrestling. During that brief time in IWCCW, Kevin had a legendary interview in which Tony Rumble, a.k.a. the Boston Bad Boy, made derogatory remarks about Kevin and his brothers, after which Kevin ran Rumble out of the interview studio. The following year, Kevin began remote a few scattered cards under the WCCW banner, featuring Kerry, who had been released from WWF, and also Chris Adams. Finally, in 1997, Gary Hart, with no participation by either Kevin or Fritz, launched a world-class end-name-only independent promotion at the Sportatorium. This organization, known as World Class II, the next generation, featured only a few of the surviving wrestlers of the original WCCW group, most notably Chris Adams, Iceman Parsons, and Maniac Mike Davis, as well as Gary's son, Chad Hart. It folded in less than a year. That promotion was also co-owned by Bill Mercer and Mickey Grant, and some believe that Adams also was a, was also a silent partner in World Class Two. Adams, Mike Davis, and Kerry Gordy died in 2001, and the Sportatorium, which stood since 1934, was demolished in 2003. But not before Kevin Monerick toured the damaged arena for the last time. Along with filmmaker Brian Harrison, in 2008, Gary Hart died from a heart attack shortly after returning home from an autograph session. Two years later, Skandor, Akbar, and Tony Adams had died, and in 2013, Percy Pringle, who was one of the last surviving Hill managers in WCCW, passed. Because everyone remembers him as Paul Bearer in WWE. Kevin Von Erich released a compilation DVD of classic Von Erich matches in 2004. Rumors of an impending WWE buyout of the, of the WCCW syndicated broadcast video library began to spread on internet message boards the following year, and on June 5, 2006, <clears throat> uh, the company issued a press release announcing the purchase had been finalized. Uh, before we go any further, Rhonda just hit me up on Facebook. Uh, she had she had to leave, unfor- unfortunately. Uh, but we do thank her for coming on here tonight here as well. Uh, anyway, like I said, let me see what. Uh, yes, footage from KTVT's championship sports telecast were not was not included in the buyout and is not owned by the WWE. The WWE released a DVD entitled "The Triumph and Tragedy of World Class Championship Wrestling." I have that one. It's a very good DVD. 
I have it as well. It's very good. On December 11, 2007, a documentary by Chicago, Chicago filmmaker Brian Harrison on WCCW and the Von Erichs Heroes of World Class was released on DVD in June 2006 to rave reviews from fans and critics alike. An updated director's cut DVD of Heroes of World Class, 30, 30 minutes longer than the original, was released in December 2006. The documentary featured interviews of several key figures of world class, including uh, including uh, Kevin, Mercer, Grant, Hart, Adams, Skandor Atmore, Mark Lawrence, David Manning, and Johnny Mantel. Mantel. On February 14, 2007, uh, WWE 24-7 debuted WCCW on WWE 24-7, hosted by Kevin Von Erich and Michael P.S. Hayes. In 2009, the entire Von Erich family was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. World Class's two major venues, Reunion Arena and Texas Stadium, were demolished soon thereafter. Reunion Arena was imploded on November 17, 2009, while Texas Stadium saw the same fate nearly five months later on April 11, 2010. Like I said, we'll, I'll definitely like to be putting this on the uh, uh Wiki Wiki Files page, um, and so I want to have an opportunity to take uh, take a, a, a good look at this. Like I said, just uh, be watching out for Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, WWS Wiki series. Uh, JD, your overall thoughts and opinions, sir, about uh, about WCCW. Well, what can you say about uh, WCCW? I mean, I remember growing up watching as a kid. I, I mean, there's one DVD that came out, however, and I wish they would have, like, a whole box set of uh, the old shows, however, you can go back in time and relive the Von Erics, the Freebirds, uh, of course, Sunshine, Gino Hernandez, Chris Adams, Gary Hart, a lot of them, of course, uh, unfortunately, however, are no longer with us, and it's a shame with the whole Von Erich thing. I mean, the David Von Erich thing, like you said, however, uh, really started the downfall of WCCW, and I think there were good things and bad things about this. I mean, you talk about big events. They also had uh, big shows, of course. Uh, they were very big in Texas, of course, uh, heading the Sportatorium, of course, and Reunion Arena. They also did uh, decent shows at times, like Star Wars, however. Uh, but I think by the mid to late 80s, I think, and it even says in the WCCW DVD, how they just could not compete with, like, the AWA and the Crockett's and... Uh, Vince McMahon, however, and it seemed like Vince was just trying to, even before he uh, started buying up, like, Turner and that, he started gobbling up the little territories that were left, like Mid-South and uh, WCCW and AWA, and as a result, you saw that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, there, there, was, there was a lot of great, uh, a great, some great wrestling history that, that took place during this, and like I said, the triumph and tragedy of WCCW DVD really kind of you know, kind of, kind of threw out there a lot of the situations that took place during there. And, of course, sad to say, like I said, a lot of the Von Erich family has passed on now, of course. Uh, of course, we even noted earlier, a few months back, of course, the matriarch of the Von Erich family, of course, has passed away. Uh, of course, we've lost David, we've lost Chris, we've lost Mike, we've lost Carrie. Uh, Fritz, and Carrie, and, of course, we've lost Fritz. Um, of course, like I said, several members of the Von Erich family still live today. Of course, Kevin Bean, like so the only of uh, the Von Erich brothers still alive today, and of course, uh, Carrie's uh, 
daughter Lacey is still involved. I don't know if she's still involved with wrestling. No, I don't believe she is. But uh, not only those guys, we lost, like I said, a lot of other legends uh, that were not Von Erichs, like uh, Percy Pringle and Skandar Akbar and, uh, like I said, Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Buddy Roberts and um, all those yes, people. Gino Hernandez. Gino, right, yes. Uh, Chris Adams, uh, Gary Hart. Gary Hart, yes. Uh, we, if we, that's a lot of those involved with WCCW during the during the day. Of course, uh, you know we we lost a great deal as well. So uh, definitely, like I said, we'll have this on the Wiki Files page. And if anyone cares, likes to read over everything here going on. Uh, uh, just like they come, just go to it and uh, and see what everyone. Uh, See what everyone thinks. Uh, like I said here, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. You're listening to the Mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, <coughs> WWS Revolution. <coughs> As we get ready to wind, wind it down here for what is proving to be the, a great show here for the first uh, t- uh, Tuesday broadcast of 2016. I'm of course Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw on the line here with you. Uh, definitely got to thank Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds for joining us here tonight. Uh, of course, you can catch her, of course, always on Revolution and Wolfpack here. But, of course, also join alongside King NWO Gerard T. Smith every uh, Saturday night from uh, 9 to 11 on uh, Attitude Radio <coughs> here on TalkShoe.com. And also got to thank uh, Rhonda Rush right for making, a, making an appearance as well. Uh, in addition to Revolution and Wolfpack, you can also catch her on uh, uh, WWS Indie Outlook every Sunday night from 7 to 9 right here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, also my, uh, my, folk, my two guys here that I have with me here right now, uh, the Iceman J.D. Jerry Geraldo, of course, 2015 Hall of Famer, and also, um, of course, uh, also a big part here of Revolution and Wolfpack as well as uh, Wrestling Revisited, Raw Radio, and also Indie Outlook. And also on the chat box, the human suplex machine, uh, John Gross, of course, from Raw Radio. Uh, unfortunately, there, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to get to do any fantasy matchups here. Can I just do one? I mean, I got a good one now, real quick. I can well, make it well, JD has one. Okay, well, JD, we'll, we'll work with the one you have. Please go ahead and uh, throw it out here to us. All right, it's going to be an event. It'll be Starcade and Star Wars of WCCW and the Crockett's versus WrestleMania. And uh, SummerSlam. Ah, very interesting here. Uh, uh, Starcade and Star Wars, uh, Crockett and WCCW teaming up here uh, versus WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Vincent Man putting two of his big events. Uh, John is saying WrestleMania and SummerSlam uh, would, 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 would pull it off. Uh, JD, your thoughts there? Who, who, who do you think? I think it's going to be Starcade and Star Wars. Ooh, kind of the underdog here. Uh, very, very interesting here to say the least. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I might, I might go that way myself. I'm definitely going to have to agree. Starcade and Star Wars come back. You know, maybe to give a little bit of an upset here over uh, over WrestleMania and SummerSlam. So that's not too shabby. Uh, <coughs> not too shabby at all. And. Uh, like I said, tomorrow night, of course, uh, our first Wednesday edition of Revolution of the New Year. Uh, of course, once again, we'll have our wrestling news of the day as well as our uh, <clears throat> birthdays and uh, our birth history and birthdays as well. Of course, another wrestler profile series will also make its way in. 
Uh, don't know who we're going to have on the show, but we're just have to we'll just listen in on it. Uh, with Tom Allotta, of course, we will do a we'll do a huge amount of wild and wicked fantasy matchups. Uh, like I said, be sure to listen to all of our archive shows here of the radio network on Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Radio History, as well as of course on TalkShoe.com itself. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind that the uh, on uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Future future of WCWS, I am still holding, uh, like I said, the all-out here tournament. You no, know, like the one question for each of the championships that we have here in WCWS for that big opportunity to go after the big belt itself, the WCW, WCWS World Heavyweight title. So that, if you definitely want to get an opportunity in on that, uh, jump right on in here and uh, and uh, definitely, you know, uh, take part. And who knows? You may be you may be in the, one of those in the running to go after the the, the WWUS World Heavyweight Title. I uh, definitely I say once again, I thank Rhonda and <laughs> Rhonda and uh, Michelle and JD and John for popping on here with me for, for me tonight. And we'll be back tomorrow night for our first Wednesday edition of 2016 of WWS Revolution. <clears throat> As always, here in the radio network, the phone number is one seven two four 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 seventy four. 44, <laughs> and John's already trying to declare himself being in the running for that world heavyweight belt. Uh, John, you got to earn some titles there, buddy. So I'll be posting some. I might post one or two questions before before I head to bed. So uh, so be watching out for those questions there, but <clears throat> he's, he's he's definitely a, a fighter as well. So absolutely, uh, this has been a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, where it's for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. And, of course, it is always your wrestling connection. J.D. and John, thank you very much for joining me. We will talk to you tomorrow night on Revolution. Take care. See you in the ring. And as always here in the radio network, God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.